Hello and welcome to this episode of AMLE's Research to Practice podcast. I'm your host, David Virtue, a professor of middle grades education at Western Carolina University and editor of AMLE's research journal, Research and Middle Level Education Online. I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Maxey, director of strategic initiatives for Tuscaloosa City Schools in Alabama and a member of AMLE's Board of Trustees. The purpose of this podcast series is to highlight recent research published in Remley Online and to discuss its implications for the education of young adolescents in middle-level schools and classrooms. Andrew, in this episode, we're focusing on an article titled, Which Types of A-Motivation Affect School Absenteeism and Academic Performance of Middle School Students? A Structural Equation Modeling Analysis. The article was published in the February 2023 issue of Remley Online. The author investigated the relationship between different types of amotivation and academic performance with the variable school absenteeism playing a mediating role in the model. The author hypothesized that amotivation would act as an active predictor of absenteeism and an increase in absenteeism rates combined with amotivation beliefs would have an adverse impact on students' academic performance at school. That's a lot of words. Andrew, mm-hmm. can you re- restate that hypothesis in layman's terms? Sure, David. In a nutshell, the author believed that a lack of motivation has a strong influence on poor attendance and that poor attendance and low motivation would hurt students' academic performance. Very nice. Very good. Well, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the study, the design, the sample, and so forth, what can you say about these three key variables, amotivation, academic performance, and absenteeism? Good question, David. These are important concerns for education and middle-level education in particular. Let's start with absenteeism. In this study, the researcher defined absenteeism as the deliberate or habitual departure from the school environment without a valid excuse other than that due to illness or accident. They're talking about what we typically call an unexcused absence. Of course, absenteeism can have a negative effect on a student's academic performance, motivation, and likelihood of persisting in school. Chronic absenteeism is often a predictor of dropping out of school. In fact, this is such a serious barrier to students' success that many states and districts are beginning to track chronic absenteeism. Here in Alabama, attendance is part of each school's overall report card grade, so each student with uh, 15 or more absences essentially hurts the school's score in that category. Hmm, Fascinating. Now, what about the variable academic performance? Well, the researcher used grade point average or GPA as a proxy for academic performance. This was an interesting choice. Just about everyone is familiar with what a grade point average is and, at least in general, what it is meant to indicate. However, there's a massive massive push to consider standardized assessment results as the quote-unquote real measure of academic success. They, They certainly are in most states, they're they're how most state and federal departments of education identify as accountability measures. There's also a body of research that points to the drawbacks of GPA as a predictor or even a measurement of academic success. However, 
the, the author used GPA and it is in fact a measure we can easily understand as at least a proxy for academic performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack here, but uh, let's, let's keep it going. Let's talk about this concept of A motivation. All right, so the key concept in this study was A motivation. Desi and Ryan defined A motivation as the lack or absence of willful drive to engage in any activity. I'm sure you've encountered a great many students who seem not to have a drive to engage in anything. In fact, this is one of the strongest stereotypes about young adolescents, that they are, quote, unmotivated. Rather than simply repeating the stereotypes, however, the author digs into the very nature of amotivation by describing four causes of amotivation that are based on students' beliefs about ability, effort, and the learning task itself. All right, so first, a motivation is sometimes based on valuing beliefs or the academic value a learner ascribes to a task. I may not see the relevance or value of a learning task, and therefore I won't engage or will avoid it altogether. Second, a motivation may come from ability beliefs. I may have a low perception of self-efficacy, and so I believe this task is beyond my capabilities and I have no way to control the outcomes, no matter what I do. Third, a motivation may be based on task characteristic beliefs. I I may avoid a task because I view it as boring, uninteresting, unappealing, or or too difficult, or maybe I think the task itself is just plain irrelevant. And then finally, a motivation may be based on effort beliefs. I may not believe I have the energy to initiate and sustain the behavior necessary to complete a task, so I don't put forth the effort or I simply avoid the task. So again, the author noted that all four of these types of beliefs can contribute to academic amotivation in students and lead to a variety of negative academic outcomes, including low retention, low engagement, lack of commitment, insufficient effort, and high test anxiety. Mm. Yeah, as I hear that, one thing that that strikes me is the importance of beliefs. So some of our listeners might recall our last podcast episode, we discussed a study that focused on math teachers' beliefs and about the nature of mathematics, teaching mathematics, and how they use technology as a teaching tool. Uh, and in this present study, the research concerned also with beliefs about a motivation. So a motivation is it's a construct that's grounded in beliefs students hold about learning tasks and and their own abilities as learners. And this is such an important point, David. It is so tempting to observe behavior, so lack of motivation, and focus on generating motivation without ever considering the cause of the A motivation. I, I it kind of makes me wonder how often we even consider the student beliefs in this context at all. All right, so walk us through the study, David. Okay, sure thing. Let's see. Uh, Let's begin with the design of the study. So the author hypothesized that absenteeism has a mediator role in the relationship between a motivation and academic performance among middle school students. And there are actually four hypotheses. So one for each type of a motivation based on the beliefs as you described. The author used structural equation modeling or SEM to test all of the hypotheses relate hypothesized relationships among the study variables. So 
structural equation modeling is it's a type of multivariate statistical analysis. We've got multiple variables. And it allows a researcher to measure the underlying latent constructs identified by factor analysis and assess the paths of the hypothesis, hypothesized relationships between the constructs. So basically it allows a researcher to develop these complex path models that depict both direct and indirect effects that variables have on each other. So in this case, the researchers are interested in direct and indirect effects different types of A motivation have on academic performance as mediated by absenteeism. All right, so hang on. So let me let me see if I have this right. The author was interested in studying how all the variables he identified interact with each other and in an attempt to understand the role that A motivation plays in absenteeism and ultimately in academic success. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's it. Yep, with with uh, with absenteeism uh, having that mediating role. Mm -hmm. Got it. Good. Yep. So the study was conducted in Turkey, with so it's an international study with 311 eighth grade students from a suburban area, and the students in the sample had been absent from school for at least three days during the spring semester of 2018-2019. So this was a pre-COVID study. The measure for academic performance, as you mentioned, was GPA. So in Turkey, where the study was conducted, GPAs are calculated on a 100-point scale. And in this sample, they range from roughly 48 to 90, with a mean of 70 for this particular population. Absenteeism was measured by the number of days the students were absent from school for at least three days during the spring semester of the 2018-2019 school year. So the rate of school absenteeism of the participants in the study ranged from three days all the way up to 15 days with a mean of 7.23 days, so just over seven. So finally, a motivation was measured with the academic a motivation inventory, the AAI. It's a, uh, a um, validated instrument which has 16 items the respondents rated on a seven point scale. The instrument has four items for each of the four types of A motivation. Okay, so the researcher first computed descriptive statistics and correlations using SPSS software to determine the relationships among the different types of A motivation, school absenteeism and academic performance variables. And then afterwards, that mediation role of absenteeism in the relationship between the different types of A motivation and academic performance was tested by structural equation modeling using path analysis. All right, great research design. What were the findings? Okay, so here's what the researcher found. So the findings revealed that each type of A motivation was negatively associated with academic performance. So more motivation means lower academic performance and positively associated with absenteeism. So as each of those types of A motivation increases, the likelihood of, of students having um, chronic absenteeism increased. All four types of A motivation will trigger middle school students' absence from school and then ultimately lead to a decrease in academic performance. Three out of the four hypotheses were fully supported but the hypothesis predicting a motivation due to task characteristics was only partially supported. 
the results showed that a motivation due to task characteristics directly predicted students' absenteeism, but did not directly predict academic performance. Instead, task characteristics predicted academic performance indirectly through absenteeism. So it was much weaker um, direct effect. In other words, absenteeism played a full mediating role in the relationship between task characteristics and academic performance. If you go to the full study and see the model, you'll see um, the, the statistical effects for each of those. David, these findings are, are interesting and, and I would think they have a, a number of practical implications. Obviously, we need to pay attention to amotivation and absenteeism in the middle grades and, and find ways to reduce them by helping students develop positive beliefs about a number of things. So I would say, number one, the value of learning tasks, mm -hmm. two, their own academic abilities, three, the characteristics of learning tasks, and four, the effort they invest in academic tasks. Uh, this is really uh, a good, solid study to show that these things matter to students' motivation Motivation has a relationship to absenteeism and both have a relationship to student performance. Uh, the, the good thing I like about this article in particular is that the author discussed a number of great suggestions that, as you'd expect, can be found on the pages of Emily's position statement, the successful middle school, this we believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, certainly expected and, you know, great confirmation. So uh, what are some of those suggestions? All right, first... Teachers can cultivate belief in the value of learning tasks through personalized approaches, like we discussed in the first podcast, podcast episode about genius hours. Personalized learning and other student-centered approaches that give students voice and choice foster student ownership of the learning process and, and address student, excuse me, young adolescents' need for autonomy. Uh, Teachers can also be intentional about addressing the relevance of their content to students' lives and their futures. Next, teachers can help students develop positive beliefs about their abilities by using strengths-based approaches in the classroom to build students' confidence. Teachers should consistently communicate expectations that their students are capable of completing academic tasks. Also, Teachers provide clear, immediate, actionable feedback to absent or amotivated students. They help students see their own progress, which may boost their self-efficacy. Teachers can help students have positive beliefs about the characteristics of academic tasks by creating effective learning environments that encourage active participation in the learning process and offer opportunities for social interaction. Mm -hmm. If I can interrupt here for a second. Yeah, go for it. Um, the, the positive beliefs about academic tasks, this reminds me of advice I often give to pre-service teachers when they're they're planning lessons, they're first planning lessons, and I ask them, uh, because they, they love their content area, they get, get excited about an activity, but I always ask them, how, how would you like to be a learner in the classroom? when this activity is being taught to try to right, ha have some, right. uh, I may call it instructional empathy. Right. Right. Do you really think this would be, be engaging, interesting, fun for the kids? So, I love it. I love it. All right. Um, let's talk about beliefs about effort. Mm -hmm. The positive beliefs about effort can be enhanced through well scaffolded skills and strategies based interaction. Students build 
excuse me, teachers build students' competence and confidence and help them see the results of their efforts when they use modeling, Mm -hmm. guided practice, independent practice, peer-supported practice, or self-assessment. Teachers should model metacognitive approaches that model critical thought processes, creativity, curiosity, and problem-solving. Of course, any of these approaches should be implemented in a classroom environment characterized by warm, caring, and nurturing relationships where the academic needs of the students are paramount. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those relationships are important. And when you talk about modeling and the sort of that metacognitive approach, when, when, when teachers make that visible for students, it opens up that possibility for them, right? When they can see it and and, uh, and and envision it. That that concludes our discussion here about uh, our our study. A uh, hey, motivation is certainly something, as you said, Andrew. It's it's common among young, adoles- young mm-hmm. adolescents. Unfortunately, it's become one of those stereotypes that gets thrown out there often about about preteens, about young adolescents. Uh, but it's certainly something that adults may experience from time to time, present company included. All right. Uh, we're all so, you know, maybe this can help us not only in our teaching, but in our personal lives as well to understand a motivation. Uh, certainly encouraging to know that in the classroom, it's it's not a terminal condition. There's a lot we can do to help influence students' positive beliefs about uh, that, that underpin their motivation and help equip them ultimately to motivate themselves. Well, that concludes our episode on the study, Which Types of A-Motivation Affects School Absenteeism and Academic Performance of Middle School Students, a Structural Equation Modeling Analysis. The article was published in the February 2023 issue of Research in Middle Level Education Online, Volume 46, Issue 2. Thank you for listening to this episode of AMLE's Research to Practice podcast. We encourage you to read the complete articles featured in the podcast, which are available online through our publishing partner, Taylor & Francis. You can easily find links to research in middle-level education online and other AMLE periodicals under the Resources tab at amle.org. Thanks again for listening and for all you do to improve the school experiences of young adolescent learners.